This is Marketing Jam, a podcast featuring the brightest minds in Canadian marketing. Here's your host, Darian Kovacs. Hi there. Welcome to Marketing Jam. I'm your host, Darian Kovacs. The following interview is part of a series of interviews recorded at the Canadian Internet Marketing Conference in beautiful Squamish, B.C., where we had the chance to talk to some of the leaders in digital marketing and technology from Canada and around the world. Hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to Marketing Jam. I'm Shahid Devji filling in for Darian Kovacs, and I'm pleased to be joined with Swish, just Swish, just Swish, Swish Goswami. Let's do Goswami as well. That's so, Swish. Okay. <laughs> Swish is the best name ever. It's it's a nickname. It's but a it nickname. makes sense, right? Yeah. Like it's not, it doesn't come out of nowhere. No, I uh, played basketball in grade eight uh, for the Calgary Science School, so I was a pretty good player yeah. uh, for the Calgary Science School. No, I wasn't. I was yeah. terrible. <laughs> but um, I got the nickname. I continued. My full name is Swarochish. Actually, not a lot of people would even know this. This were Roachish. Um, and then people I did my research. Swish. I knew this. Oh, you knew this. Yes. Okay, good. All right, well, Swish became a nickname, and then I carried it on. But on LinkedIn in particular, I'm known as Manu. Yeah. But I might change all my social media channels soon to just Swish. Where does Manu come from? That's another nickname that my parents gave me, okay. though. Not society. My parents gave me that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I usually, um, if I don't know you well, mm-hmm. ask you to describe yourself and, and your background. Right. But I want to do this for the audience. Sure. Because it's a little crazy. So how old are you? 20? 20, yeah. 20 years old. Uh, you're, you're described as a venture capitalist in one way. You've started six ventures, uh, probably that are counted right now. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so the co-founder of Dunk, founder of Superfan, WorldThinks, World Youth Fund, the next founder, Rafiki Media, Gensis, Foodshare, top 20 under 20 in Canada. Uh, you were awarded the UN Outstanding Leadership Award. And I'm sure I could keep going, right? <laughs> I appreciate it. Probably, you did your research. It probably I love makes that. you feel a little uncomfortable, but so much to be proud of at such a young age. Did you have a childhood? Did you, oh, yeah. <laughs> did you waste time when you were younger? A hundred percent. I still waste time. I mean, okay. here's the thing. I, I, growing up, got into a very like work mode at a very young age. Like when I was yeah. 12, 13, I was working um, mainly because I was I wanted to be independent throughout. Like I, I didn't want to wait till I was 21 to be independent. I wanted to make my own money, buy my own toys, buy my own gaming systems, and that's it. Yeah. You know, and so that kind of fueled a lot of things. And then I also started realizing like after debate and the success I had public speaking, and like I had a speech impediment, which you know is still not like 100% over. But I had a really really bad lisp when I was in grade seven, and I got over it through debate. And I realized if I can get over that, there's really nothing I can't do. Yeah. And that like type of feeling still exists with me right now. Like I have a little chip on my shoulder, but more than anything, I have like an empowered heart yeah. that, that comes with everything that I do. If I can tie that back to marketing, and we're talking about marketing here yep. at CIMC 2018. Yep. To me, and this is, I think is more true today than it ever has mm-hmm. been, but content and, and yep. the marketing, the content you use in marketing these days, it's it's all about what you say and not necessarily how you say it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that can go back to your to your list and the, 100%. And the debating, 100%. right? It's, it's about what you say. And here's the thing, context is everything. Like, yeah. you know, I think content is great and it's king, but content that's put on the right platform for the right audience and has a good context around it, like i.e. I know the person who's putting out that message or I know why they're putting out that message because it's in a particular time, makes that content way more effective. Yeah. So I 100% agree with you though, like what you say is 100% more important than how you say it. It's why even when I was giving the talk today, I'm like, just make a simple post for God's sake, get over the first leap, you know, and, and see whether or not you have fun doing it. And if you have fun doing it, put out content that makes you happy first before trying to make some new Gary Vaynerchuk type content that's 100% edited because he has a 16 person team yes. doing it. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about platforms a little bit like you talked about in your talk, but Absolutely. before we get there, 
I read that you built your first business or started mm -hmm. your own business at seven years old. Seven, what yeah. was it? How did you come yeah. up with it? <laughs> it's called High Tech Avionics Limited. We okay. were not incorporated. Yeah, limited, <laughs> yeah. of course. Limited, of course. It was with my dad. He's an engineer by trade. He wanted to teach me engineering. Um, but I fell in love with the sales and marketing side and we built out a hovercraft together. It was more him, honestly. I like did the initial sketches and then he actually built it out. We got the materials and I sold my first and only hovercraft for $200. And I sold it to a neighbor of mine in Singapore. And so I remember that distinctly because it was the first time my parents were like, hey, maybe like engineering is not the path this kid wants to go on. And it was the first time I actually was able to prove to them that like, hey, look, I can actually make this happen because I was so committed. I came back from school. I wasn't even doing my homework. I was focusing on the hovercraft and like it was one hovercraft I had to focus on but I was treating it as if I like a factory of 200 or 300 hovercraft. So, so many kids company. have to go through that when they're going to university yeah. and, and say I want to go this way not yep. the way you want me to but at seven you started that conversation so that probably 100%. helped a lot. Oh, a lot, a lot. And here's the thing too, movies had a huge impact on me. The movies I was watching were of people who were entrepreneurs. Okay. So I was a huge fan of a lot of Bollywood movies growing up. And so a lot of those movies were people like living an un unorthodox life. They were fighting against social norms and social pressure to do things. And I wanted to be those people. And I'm like, screw it. I don't have to be 21 to do that. I can be seven and I can go against social norms right now. Yeah. And that's what I did, especially within my family. Okay. Yeah. So what, what did you learn from that first business experience that you might have applied and still apply to your business ventures today? A product is great, but you honestly don't know whether or not it's a good idea or not until you go out and you get customer validation. It's the number one thing I learned. Like the hovercraft we sold to my neighbor, but that was after we went to like 30 kids. Like I went to kids in my school. I went to kids in my brother's school who was different. He's four and a half years older. Couldn't find a single person. And then finally found a kid who was my neighbor. Out of all places was my neighbor. Um, and he bought it. So that's the number one thing. Customer validation. For everything that I work on, I think of an idea. I think about it for two weeks, but I spend the most time on customer validation. Talking to people. People that I don't even know or people who are going to be super honest with me or people who are in that industry who can give me qualified advice and whether it's a good idea or not and give me context on that competitive landscape. Okay. Yeah. So this is, I mean, you're 20, so mm -hmm. this is probably the only way you can relate to me or no, one, man, of, you're one, young. Of, one of few you're ways. Young. <laughs> I've got kids and yeah. um, if you asked me to pick my favorite kid, mm -hmm. I would not be able to do that. Yeah. I'm sure any parent <laughs> would be able to yeah. answer the same way. Yeah. You've got a bunch of ventures and businesses. Mm -hmm. Can you pick one that's been most rewarding, your favorite? Uh, I actually have one. I have one. I have one. Okay. I have one. It's the World Youth Fund. Okay. Um, because it was the one time that I attached social purpose to what I was doing and that was the most gratifying thing I think I've done in my life um, is the ability not only to have a business that was operational with a team that was national and then soon became international but a team that was able to like get revenue in and was able to kick it out to people that we had never met and whose stories made us cry or like made our hearts bleed, it just showed that empathy is the number one way to drive consumer activity and more importantly, social purpose driven businesses will win, especially right. coming up because consumers are becoming way more informed of what they buy and they want to buy from people that are not just simply capitalistic and thinking only for self gains. Yeah. So is that, do you think is it essential to a business these days or not? I think it's essential, but it's my formula to success. So I don't know if people are going to use it, but I'm going to definitely continue to use it. Even with Superfan, we're planning planning to do a lot of work with not only helping influencers and brands find their top fans, but we're planning to take some of that revenue and fund studies on how social media can affect mental health and bringing awareness on proper social media usage, yeah. which is ironic because I use social media a lot, right. but I use it reasonable now. I asked you if you wasted time as a kid. Yeah. You said you still waste time 100%, now. hundred percent, man. How do, how do you waste time? Oh my time God, YouTube, like every <laughs> single time it catches me, man. Recommended videos, like I watch a lot of movies and I also watch a lot of TV shows when I'm like traveling. And so I always get hit up by like a Suits episode or like a promo 
or you know, an interview with like my favorite movie star, and I'll watch that. Um, here's the thing, I don't care too much about wasting time because for me, I already know which blocks of time I need to work in. So what I do to be productive is I know that my mind is going off at a particular time during the day. And for me, that's about 8 p.m. to about 10.30. I know my mind is going off. It's maybe because I have dinner at seven, so like right after dinner I feel good, but I always block off that time just for my weekly list. So during the other parts of the day, I'm totally fine wasting time because it's not saying I do it that much, but like I know that I always have that block of time that's solely devoted for my work and I will get things done during that time. So you, uh, you're, you're well branded. Your, your brand is, is you know, certainly, uh, I guess it's refined is what I'm trying to sure. say. Yeah. Um, your great website, you know, great social presence. Do you think that's something that's happened organically because of what you're doing? Uh, and it's easy to, to then shape the message? Or do you think that you know, you've worked on that brand, your, your yeah. self brand? I think I worked on it. I think I worked on it um, and it's constantly evolving. You know, like I'm adding new layers to it. I'm trying to make it more intimate. I'm trying to make it more authentic because the key thing that I've learned is at this point in my life, and I know it's weird saying that at 20, (laughs) but at this point in my life, like I've come to a point where I just don't care what other people think about me. And it's something that you're lucky. You uh, came right, to that point early. Early, and I know that because my parents told me the exact same I thing. I sound like an old man, don't <laughs> <I>? <laughs> dude. You're young. Trust yeah. me. You got to dapper too. But, anyways, um, but I've come to that point, and it's helped me make my brand me. Like I don't care about talking about truffle fries on stage in front of professionals now because I just want to be myself. And I think people are attracted to people who are themselves. And I like that. And so, at least that's the people I'm attracted to. So, I personally just continuously project that. And then, for sure, like one of the things, you know, with branding is you constantly also have to think about strategy. And I'm, I'm strategic about things that I post and things that I don't post. But at the end of the day, I'll never make a content decision like, oh, I don't want to post this because, like, what if Tommy gets mad at me for this? I'm like, I don't really care. Like, as long as it's not offensive, I'm not harming anybody, I don't think anybody should take offense to that. Yeah. And when it comes to business and you, you talk about the product, then customer. Yeah validation Mm -hmm. going to market is is there I mean how much importance do you put on that framing and that story and that it's everything it's everything I don't overdo it I don't I'm not like our product is like you know like the Apple ads I remember watching this YouTube video by like a McDonald's fry but done in like an Apple ad where it's like we have the most beautiful fry and it's like a revolving like it's the greatest video ever right right? yeah Yeah. (laughs) but I don't overdo it but one thing I like to do is I like to come up with a list of our key values and I think it's actually good to even tell the team that is to know that we have certain values that we will never compromise on. And that's something we want to not only project to our customer, I call them customers, I don't call them users. They're our customer first and foremost. And to our team, we will never compromise on that. So that's the number one thing I do for the go-to-market strategy. There'll be like a distribution channel. We'll have a list of people we're contacting, influencers, all of that. But the sole focus of mine is just to come up with those list of values and make sure everybody believes in it. And it'd be surprising, I bet, for many yeah. to, to see how many businesses don't have that really refined set of values. Right? I was in Hootsuite yesterday and I saw on a projector they had their lit, like set of values. And I love that. You know, like on every projector, on every TV, their set of values are written out. And, and so that's the type of stuff I think is important because it's, it's, it seems cliche, it doesn't seem like something that's important, but during the hard days when employees are working long days, they need to believe in something. Absolutely. During the long days when a client is frustrated and they want to come and they want to get their service up and running, they want to believe in something. And if you can make those set of values something that is uniformed across your client side and your, and your internal team, it's magical. 
Okay. It's magical. So let's talk about platforms. Yes. Uh, you mentioned YouTube. Who's your favorite YouTuber? Oh man, it's hard. I think Cody Ko. He's okay. up and coming. He's from Calgary. Uh, he went from 35,000 to 850,000 followers. And wow. I met him last month in LA, and he's the most humble YouTuber I've met in my life. Okay, what does he do? He like he. Here's the thing. It's like kind of hard to describe, but he <laughs> mainly shoots in his like house, yeah. and he shoots like a lot of roast videos of like people who are dumb on YouTube. So like oh, the okay. Paul brothers and stuff like that. And then he also does a lot of really cool videos on like really funny like comments. Like he gets a lot of like his entire. He calls his uh, his followers chodesters. Like he's a very okay, like okay. he's a very vulgar guy that yeah. way, but um, he loves the comments. There's like, a place for that on YouTube, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He reads every comment he gets. Okay. Like he's like me on LinkedIn. I read every comment I get. He has way more followers, and he reads every comment, and he'll sometimes screenshot them and make an entire video just for the fans. Like, this is what you're talking about. I'm gonna respond and react to them. Yeah. So mainly reaction videos. Okay. Yeah. YouTube, Instagram, as you mentioned. Yep. I mean, those are popular as ever Absolutely. these days. Probably more the than most ever. popular. Yep. But you're, you're a LinkedIn student editor, is that Youth right? Youth editor. Yeah. Youth editor. Yeah. yeah. Are you a student anymore? You're, no, no, I'm not. not really. I can't call yeah. myself a student, yeah, okay. but I'm uh, so, taking a gap year. Youth editor. Yep. First of all, what does that mean, a, cool. a youth editor? But yep. then. Second part of the question is, mm -hmm. you know, why LinkedIn if yeah. you were to pitch people right now? Awesome, yeah. So the first part in terms of you know what a youth editor is, um, two years ago a woman named Maya Pope Chappelle, who's a millennial editor at LinkedIn, reached out to me and was like, I'd love for you to bring LinkedIn onto the U of T campus and inspire students to be on it. Um, I did that for a year. I was a campus editor. She loved my work and she told me to get an elevated position, to be one of the two youth editors that would be able to manage the entire strategy on how we get young university students to be on LinkedIn, but not just for like a resume, but to actually post and share what they're doing and like the intangibles, right? Which all university students can relate to. Passion, time management, like relationships. Like these are the intangibles that we can relate to as well and we can talk about it and people even older than us can relate to it. Um, the second part of the question on why you should be on LinkedIn, like look, if anything, it's actually more advantageous for me if you're not on LinkedIn, right? Like I just have a bigger audience. But okay. here's the thing. The biggest thing I would say for LinkedIn is it is massively underpriced. It feels like the early days of Instagram where people don't really know what it is. And that's the beauty of it. You can come on the platform and do whatever you want and build whatever brand you want and people will naturally adapt to it as long as it's authentic, it's informative, and you're resourceful. Like you're actively helping people and you're viewing those five minute calls with people, not as a five minute call, but a chance to be able to convert someone into a lifetime follower. That's what I talk about a lot, right? I don't underestimate those five minute calls. I built a community from the ground up, from the ground up, just by talking to people and showing them that there was a person on the other side of that profile, which a lot of people don't do. Yeah, and it goes back to the businesses with social purpose. Yep. This is kind of a social platform with a exactly. purpose-driven with a purpose-driven, exactly. And so I think a lot of people should be on it, at least try it out, you know? If you're writing on Medium, if you have a blog, take some of those articles and share them on LinkedIn, right? What's the harm of doing that? Maybe you get a couple of extra views, right? But yeah, there's no real a long harm. way, right, in terms yeah. of showing that content and making it uh, relevant, so, yep. so that's good. Um, okay, so that's, that's a good pitch for LinkedIn. I, I like it. I was not paid to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's finish up by talking about sort of what, what you see your future looking like. You, sure. I mean, you say at this point in your life, but there's more left to go. Oh, than hopefully, you've knock, on so far, right? yeah, <laughs> knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. So what, what are your goals? I mean, yep. you've achieved so much. What's left for you to achieve? A lot, a lot. Yeah. Um, 
I definitely want to be able to work on Superfan and eventually sell it. That's a, that's a dream. I, I do believe in the business. I do believe in what we're doing. You know, we're, explain a little bit about what Superfan sure, is. Sure, we're, we're helping brands and influencers find their top fans. So we go through your Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook, and we'll analyze that data and show you who your influential and passionate fans are. So you can directly reach out to them and you can reward them, or you can take that data and retarget them using Facebook and Instagram ads. So that's the crux of it. I love the idea because I have wanted to be famous and be an influencer for my whole life, ever <laughs> since I was a young kid watching the Bollywood movies and Bollywood stars. And so I want to be able to move down that path. And so that's where I see if we sell the company, hopefully, or if we do well in the business, I eventually want to pivot into the entertainment industry. Okay. Um, John Stewart, John Oliver, Colbert, these are like my heroes growing up. I want to do such Trevor Daly? Yes, Trevor Noah, Trevor, Daly, Trevor, Trevor Noah, Noah, Trevor, Trevor Daly. Daly. That you would know be that cool is? though. No. Hockey player. Oh, cool. But I would love to do like satirical political yeah. commentary, like a talk show, um, because my long-term goal is to run for office in Canada. So to come back to Canada and be a politician is like the long, long-term goal. I might change. You never know. 20-year-old people, when they say their goals, it's like weird. You'll be like, I want to be a bartender. And it's like, shit, I ended up being an actor. Like, so you never know. Yeah. That was my last question here. Is <laughs> on your website, so you're yeah. aware that it's there and, and you just reference it, politics. Right. Yeah. One of the CBC dragons said he can see you as a future prime minister yeah. of the country. Is, is that... Yeah. The lofty goal is that the it's end the goal? lofty goal, and I know it's weird saying that, but I also don't know. You know, like the thing about me is I'm driven by purpose, right? So if I don't feel like I have something to contribute, I wouldn't run for office. But if I do feel like there's something missing, and a there's something that I can contribute, uh, policy, um, a type of leadership, for sure, I'm going to put my name in because I'm not afraid of losing. And even if I lose, it'll be like a freaking amazing story to tell my kids that, like, you know, like I ran for prime minister one day, and like. Be cool. And is that the way you have to go about it now? I mean, we look down south and we see who the president is and how he got there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, do you have to kind of go the influencer fame route now? No, 100% no. And that's why I'm not even I'm not even graduated. Like a lot of people would say, you need a college degree to be a politician. I'm going to change that. When I run for office, I'm going to tell people that when over 30% of Canadians don't get a college degree, how dare somebody say that a person without a college degree can't be a politician and represent those people? So. 100%. I don't think there's one approach to it. I would say the more unconventional you can be today, the better off you are. Okay. Lastly, are. Uh, yeah. what, what do you think in your mind right now is the biggest issue in Canada facing? The biggest default? issue in Canada. Yeah. Are Beyond, you thinking about that right now? I already? am. I'm thinking yeah. two things. One is very practical. The other is a joke. One is definitely the tax on small businesses. Um, I think a lot of dragons on Dragon's Den, including, not including me, sorry. <laughs> a lot of people and dragons on Dragon's Den uh, have come out and talked about the tax rate being way too high. You know, you're penalizing entrepreneurs and you're not letting them grow their businesses, especially in an infant position. So definitely needs to be lowered. That's my view on it. Um, but on a joking level, I think Canada, we need to start asserting ourselves a bit more. Like I look at Americans and I find that they're so more, they're more patriotic than we are. Like they love their country and I don't think like Canadians love their country, but we don't talk about the beauty of Canada and what we have here. Like there were people in like down south in LA when I was there before, they were like, why do you want to move back to Canada? Like what tech entrepreneurship scene is there? I'm like uh. <laughs> Shopify, Hootsuite, like we need to start talking about these companies and rallying around the entrepreneurs that we have here and making, like, making them feel not only proud to be Canadian, but proud to be on the world stage. Maybe you're the guy to do it. Hopefully. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time.
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.